episode of The Journey. So today I have someone that I met back in 2013. We were both interning together at Girls Inc. uh, And we decided to do something crazy together. We decided to start a leadership program for middle and high school girls. And we had no idea what it would turn into. And from that, I was able to create a friendship with this lovely woman who is going to share her journey with us today. So can we all give it up for Miss Erin? Yeah, sure. Yeah. They're clapping while they're listening. Clapping. Okay. Um, hi, thank you for having me. Thanks for being on it. So I want to just start off by, I know who you are, but could you tell the listeners, who are you? Yeah, so um, I, my name is Erin. Um, I'm 26. I have been in Philly for about the past eight or nine years. I grew up out in the suburbs and came to college in the city, stuck around ever since. I have kind of been on this crazy roller coaster journey between um, starting my own businesses, working for other businesses, big, small, um, you know, nonprofit, you name it. I've kind of done the roundabout of all the different types of businesses out there. Um, right now, I am just, I'm, I call myself the startup or the side hustle queen. Um, I have never, I don't think, ever had more than two jobs or less than two jobs in my life. I'm always doing something, um, hopping in on projects and just hoping that they end up being something and trying to ideate and be creative and unique. And um, right now I'm in the startup world, um, in the fitness space, and I'm kind of working on some projects of my own. So clearly that's why we connected. You know, we never just do one thing at a time. But uh, I just want you to... Tell, share your journey. Like, what has it been like going through that process of startup and being in the health world and all of that? Yeah. So when I was um, when I was in college, I did an internship um, at Comcast, and it was my first uh, time really working for a really large company. Um, and I just felt really swallowed up. And I'm not the type of person that really needs to be you know, the star of everything, but I I am the type of person that needs to go home at the end of the day and feel like I'm making an impact mm-hmm. no matter what it is that I'm doing. And working in a company that big, I was getting the sense at, you know, a young age, I was only 20 at the time, um, that I just, I didn't feel good when I went home. I didn't feel like I was helping anyone or really making a difference in anyone's life. And actually that's what led me to Girls Inc., which is where I met you because... I was kind of like, you know, I have some free time and I have always just been so passionate about empowering women and um, just through sports and different things that I've been a part of in my life. I've always just had this kind of, you know, women are strong, women are powerful, Mm -hmm. women should be confident. um, And I've always wanted to help with things like body image and, and things like that. So I've literally at work one day googled like 
groups that help women in Philadelphia. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to find one and I'm just going to go and meet them and see if they need help. Um, and then I came across Girls Inc. And when I got there and I met Natasha and Sharice and you and um, everyone else that was a part of it, I just, it was the first time that I fell in kind of like my adult life. You know, I was in college, so I was moved out of the house and um, I was really able to take something on on my own and sort of go home at the end of the day and feel like I really did something and I, something really clicked um, in, in me there. So after I finished working at Comcast, uh, my internship was over. I was like, okay, I need to pivot. I know that I'm going to finish school, but I just don't think this path is maybe the one that I want to go down this very kind of routine mm -hmm. um, path. And I don't think by any means that's a negative thing for people that do enjoy that. Mm -hmm. I just knew that I wouldn't thrive in that environment. So I started studying to become a personal trainer. Um, I started getting involved in group fitness and, um, you know, I was an athlete in high school. So when I got to college, the one thing that I missed right off the bat was it was the first time that I didn't have a team mm. around me. And I kind of struggled with that because, you know, when you have a team surrounding you, you, you have people that have your back just yeah. all the time, no matter what. Um, and when I got, you know, to school and I was kind of navigating this, I then sort of flipped the switch of, okay, well now I'm at a place where I can be the coach, mm -hmm. um, and help command a room of people and inspire them and empower them the same way that my teammates inspired and empowered each other. I felt like I could lead the charge on that. So that's really how I got into group fitness and you know, just through sports, health and fitness and wellness has always been a huge part of my life. I was very, I still am very competitive, very, um, very athletic and, uh, very motivated when it comes to things like that. So getting involved in fitness was really natural to me. Um, and it was something that I was missing, uh, once I wasn't playing a sport anymore. So, so yeah, that's kind of how I got to that point. And, and when I, uh, when I was, a senior in college, I had been teaching and starting to train and, um, my friend and I got together and I was at the time starting to look at different, you know, I was having to buy all these workout clothes and things mm -hmm. like that. And I was like, Oh my God, they're so expensive. There's literally no reason that I should have to pay $80 mm -hmm. for a good pair of pants. So that was kind of how my first business idea came to life. I wanted to, start a line of good quality but affordable athletic apparel for women. And um, my friend approached me and was like, hey, what if we make it like sustainable and we do it using recycled mm -hmm. materials? And I was like, hell, can I curse? I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, as, she, as soon as she said that, I, we like hit the ground running. We got some great movement. We got all the way through to prototyping and, and it was awesome. Um, but, you know, you learn lessons along the way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the time it was 2014 maybe. And I just think the United States really just wasn't up to snuff mm -hmm. on having the ability to create uh, recycled or a sustainable mm -hmm. apparel. And I was kind of like, well, if I'm trying to create something that's going to make the world better and I'm trying to create something that's impactful, um, I'm not going to do it, but have the manufacturing process take place in Vietnam or Cambodia mm -hmm. where five-year-olds are making the mm -hmm. clothing. I just, 
if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it all the way around. So we were graduating. That was, we kind of tabled that. And, um, I just worked, kept working in fitness. I actually briefly went back and worked at Comcast again, uh, just to see if I was wrong the first time. Mm -hmm. I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I started a fitness studio um, with two business partners in 2017. We we started ideating it in 2016. And um, late in 2017, we opened our doors. And um, it was, it was a wild ride. It was, it's group fitness and Um, it was something that I got to be a part of building from the ground up, creating the programming and, and creating the culture and the community. And it was amazing. Um, I think, you know, I learned some hard lessons that I maybe wasn't expecting about what it's like to have business partners. Please share that. I think that's one of those things in that going into entrepreneurs, sometimes people don't know that when you collaborate with someone, there could be some, you know, because they're friends, it's just like, we don't expect anything to go wrong. But what were some of those things that you had to endure and go through? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that sometimes, you know, I think we're all at different points in our lives, you know, at our best and at our worst. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a constant ebb and flow. Um, I didn't feel that we brought out the best in each other. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and the most rational sides of each other. And I felt like when we were starting the business, it was like, you know, me and my partners against the world, because we had this goal, this thing that we were building and, and trying to start and, and, you know, trying to make a success. Mm -hmm. And then once it was up and running, you know, you, when you're starting something, you don't have an ego, right? It's your baby. All you want is for it to be Mm -hmm. amazing. And then when you're kind of knee deep in it, I think, you know, personalities start coming out. Mm -hmm. You own something. You've got financial things to worry about. There's, you know, it's not the same as just working together or, you know, doing an event together or, you know, managing something together. When you own something, you know, there's so, it's it's like a marriage. I mean, you're, it's a binding contract. Mm -hmm. You're involved with someone permanently. And, you know, the decisions that you make as a team affect the bottom line. Um, and you know, I feel like, you know, I've been removed. I I left my company in, um, June of 2018. So it's been almost a year now Mm -hmm. that I've been out of it. I never really saw that being something that I would do. That wasn't something that I planned to do or wanted to do, but it got to a point where it was like, you know what, this is not healthy for me. And this is not bringing out the best version of me and the me that I want to be and I know that I have potential and that I have ideas and that I'm still creative and I'm a good person and I want to be the best me possible Mm -hmm. so it was really hard it was a really lonely not fun process um and I I tried to do it in the best way you know I would never say a bad word about anyone Mm -hmm. um I tried to leave on the best foot possible and, you know, it's, but it's lonely when you leave something that, cause nobody understands. <sighs> You're in my life. Okay. You're in my life right now. So I, I completely understand yeah. that, right? Yeah. It, it, it's definitely a struggle. So how are you now moving through that? Because that's recent 2017. That's very recent. We're in 2019 now. So what has life been like for you now? Um, very transitional. You know, I've, I, 
when I left my company in 28, uh, June of 2018, so just about a year ago, um, that was huge. I, that was, you know, you think about it's, if you look at it in black and white, you'll never, you'll never understand. Right. So I had friends who were kind of like, well, you know, it was really hard for you and you were miserable and you left. And so boom, you should be happy. And it was hard for me to explain to people that there is such a grieving process mm -hmm. that happens when you leave this thing that you poured your heart and soul into and, and it doesn't work out. And what, what's worse is that it's still standing. It's still open. It's still there. I'm just no longer a part of it. And, and it's even harder for people to be like, well, you know, if, if it's, if you built it and it was yours, you know, why didn't you stay? Mm -hmm. And I just think that that's a self, self-reflection piece that was always self-reflection for me of, well, I could stay, but ultimately like, would that serve me mm -hmm. in down the line in my life? You spend so much of your life at work. Mm -hmm. If you're not happy, you know, it's going to start affecting your other relationships. Um, so when I left, it was, it was a grieving process and I didn't know it was a grieving process until months later. It was mm -hmm. almost like it, it hits you later. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was June. And then in September, I was in a relationship for four years that I thought was like the one. And then I found out that it wasn't, um, pretty unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of these like major life events all just happening and, you know, my company wasn't working out and I had to leave. And then my relationship ended and I had to go through, like, we lived together. I had mm -hmm. to go through, like, a mini divorce. There was a moving out process and I'm going to keep the dog and, mm -hmm. you know, this is what's happening. And, um, you know, and that happened. And then just all these little life events, mm -hmm. you know, kept happening. I had, you know, someone in my family die and, and it kind of just was this moment of, like, what what else mm -hmm. is gonna happen um so I think it's been transitional I'm just I'm learning as I go I'm learning to give myself a little bit of grace um and realize that at different points in my life I'm not going to be the best version mm -hmm. of myself and that I just have to be okay with that absolutely and I just like you just get better. You just self-evolve and you just wake up every day and you want to be a better version of yourself than you were the day before. And if that's your goal in life is like showing the people you love that you love them and being the best version of yourself, then like eventually you'll get there. Absolutely. I think that's so important, especially being a young entrepreneur, you know, in the world that we live in now, we believe that like, oh, we need to have it now. Like by 30, we need to have it all together. It needs to make sense and that that's just that. But you being able to like be able to say and comprehend and understand that it's okay to grieve and it's okay to go day by day is a message that so many people need to understand that it is okay to not be okay. It's yes. okay to- it's my motto. Yeah, it is okay to have to process day by day. And I just thank you for that. So I just want to end with this last question. So with everything that you're going through with the going through the grieving process and transition and figuring out who you are after, you know, so many different things happening at once. I like to say that we all carry an invisible backpack. So there's something or someone or some saying or some quote or some song or whatever that kind of like keeps us going. So what's in your invisible backpack? So I think my mom is the smartest woman alive. I'm just, she gives me 
not always advice that I want to hear, but advice that I need. Um, and there's two things that she said to me like forever, whether it's a breakup, whether it's professional friendship, whatever it is. The first thing she has always told me is that, you know, she's like, Aaron, you cannot control the hand that you've been dealt. You can only control what you do with it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's like, I never want to hear you ever say that something in life isn't fair or that you didn't sign up for it. She's like, none of us sign up for anything that mm -hmm. we go through. You know, if something's going wrong, you, you don't get to say that. You get to choose how you're going to react mm -hmm. and what you're going to do and how you're going to proceed. And then you do it. Mm -hmm. But it's what you do with the hand you've been dealt. If you choose to spend your time complaining about it, you'll never get anything done. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is that anytime I've gone through something that just kind of like knocks me on my butt, she's just like, you get three days to wallow. <laughs> you get three days. You can do whatever you want. I don't care. Like sit, eat chocolate, watch movies, cry. And she's like, and then you need to like get up. You need to like wipe the dust off, the dirt off your, your hands and feet. And you just need to get going. And it's okay if you're not doing well. And it's okay if you're not, you know, thriving. Mm -hmm. But as long as you're moving and progressing and trying, that's what counts. And I think that, you know, it's that has helped me so many times be able to ramp things up and slow things down and, you know, go out and have a great night with my friends or like stay in and cry and watch a movie and not be embarrassed that mm -hmm. I stayed in and cried and like ate ice cream. I think just those living with those things helps you give yourself the grace that you need to kind of just work your way through this crazy, crazy life that we all Absolutely. live. So I just want to say thank you, Erin. You helped me more than you. I hope that you're going to help some of the listeners that are going to hopefully take these words that you're saying to heart and just move forward with them. I know for me that I'm going to take my three days and some transitions that I have in the process that's coming. Um, take my three days and then I'm going to keep moving. Like you said, as long as you keep moving, that's all that matters. So just once again, thank you for thank being you. a guest on the journey. Uh, life is a journey, but it's one worth taking. So thank you for taking the journey thank with me. Thank you for having no me. No problem. Yeah.